Each week at BNI for Success, we'll talk about referral networking that works. We'll discuss networking tips, strategies, and action steps that are designed to help entrepreneurs and businesses work together to create quality referral business and explore new opportunities. So let's get started. These sessions are new this year, the BNI Decoded, and we have a um, couple of my neighboring executive directors have all gotten together and we're here to present every single month a topic that uh, is near and dear to our hearts that really lets us go deeper into it than just kind of saying, well, you should be doing this, or we only have 15 minutes or 10 minutes at your chapter, maybe eight minutes to discuss it. And it gives us an opportunity to really present something that we can all learn from. And today our topic is retention. And Mike Adre is going to be talking about that in just a little bit. Um, I want to introduce myself. I'm Cease Bronner. I'm the executive director for the greater Los Angeles regions. And our technical help here today is my co-executive director, Dave Rittenhouse. Um, you're going to see him every month at these meetings, just kind of quiet and running the slide decks for us as well as participating. Oh, good to see you, Claudia Hug. And uh, we will be getting started in a moment. We're actually officially started. So the other part of this that I'd like you to know is they're, they're geared to be about 45 minutes long, sometimes 30 minutes, depending on, on you, because our presenter will talk a bit. And then we're going to open the room during this to be a little bit more interactive. We want to hear from you about some of the things that you're doing in your chapters that may or may not be something that it happens in others, right? And we, we want to find your takeaways from this, what you thought would be really successful that you want to bring back to your region and maybe talk to your executive director about, okay? And uh, I did put a URL into the room for next month, which I'll run again a little bit later, and that would be for Joy Olivier's Wave Joy. So you'll see that again, and you'll have an opportunity because you're going to love this so much. You're going to have an opportunity to, to register for that one as well. Let's go ahead to the next slide. So I've had the opportunity to know Mike for a couple of years now, but long before I met him, Mike joined BNI as a member in 2010 after being invited to a startup meeting by a complete stranger. He planned to use BNI to market and grow his handyman construction business. After taking all of the advanced training courses offered in his region, Mike was able to stop almost all other forms of advertising as BNI was accounting for most of his new business. In 2012, Mike joined the regional team as a director consultant, supporting four chapters. And this is where Mike discovered a new passion, BNI. Through seven years of BNI membership, Mike generated over $1 million in referrals for other BNI members and was able to receive over $1 million in closed business from the referrals he received through BNI alone. Today, Mike is living his passion as the executive director for BNI's founding region, and he supports over 375 members from Pasadena to Rancho Cucamonga. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike Adre. Thank you very much, Cease. I'm going to go ahead and uh, grab the screen share if that's okay. While you right. do it, I will re-pronounce your name as Mike Adre. Thank you. That's okay. It's You know what? I, I answer to just about anything these days. 
So this is really meant to be interactive. So I, you know, we want to have conversations here. So I want you to please, um, please get involved. Um, it, it, ask the questions when we're when we're having the conversations. This really is meant to spark a conversation. And so we're here to talk about retention, right? So retention, we've got the, the definition from the dictionary. Um, but retention means a lot of different things. Um, here they're saying it's a noun. I think it actually could be a verb too. So we can discuss that later. But as Simon Sinek says, we always want to start with why. Why? What is your purpose? Um, that's what's going to give you your meaning. That's what's going to give you your drive. Um, that's really going to be where the passion comes from of why you're doing something. And so let's talk about why retention is important in your BNI chapter. So I'd like to hear from our participants here today. Share with me why BNI, um, why retention is important in your BNI chapter. Just feel free to unmute yourself, raise your hand. We're pretty informal here. Um, Mike, this is George. Yes, George. So whether it's BNI or or it's your own business. It costs less to retain a client or a BNI member than than it would to bring in a new person in. Uh, so in, now, obviously, there's no cost to the member to bring someone in, uh, but uh, there's the energy of trying to get that new person in. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be inviting new guests in there, but I think it's just easier to retain and make uh, then then always continuously um, having to get new members because you're having a sinking ship. Exactly, and, and I think you might've looked at my slide deck because we're gonna talk a little bit about business in just a second, but I think there really is a cost involved in, in being a member because it really costs us our most important commodity. And that is time. The one thing that we can't create more of, right? Uh, Anyone else want to share? Yeah, I. This is Claudia. Yes, Claudia um, from Los Angeles, and um, I think retention means stronger relationships. We can uh, know more about each other's uh, work and um, be more um, apt to to respond to an opportunity for for a referral because we know them longer. Um, it, and it just fosters stronger relationships. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I think you guys might've looked at my slide deck. You're stealing all my material. <laughs> Anyone else want to share? Hi, Mike. Uh, a big one for me, because I was a part of a chapter that was dwindling, is that it's hard to build trust when there's a lot of turnover where, like people said, it's time but you don't immediately trust somebody. And so you don't feel like you're giving back to the chapter if you're constantly having to re-nope, learn people and re-trust people with your own family, clients, and friends. Absolutely, yes. So these are these are all important elements, right? Of, of why retention is important in our chapter. So now let's talk a little bit about, you know, the how. We've got our why, and there's, there's probably many more whys, but we want to keep this a little bit condensed in our conversations. So let's talk a little bit about the how. 
what are some things you do in your business right now to affect retention of your employees and your clients? Let's just talk about that particular point right now. What are things you are doing in your business today to affect retention of employees and or clients? Again, this is Laura. I'll portion. say something. Go ahead, I'll say Laura. something. Um, so um, I don't have employees. I'm a one-man show. But my clients, what I do is I build relationships with them. Um, and that's that's how I, get, I gain and keep and get more referrals from my clients is by creating a relationship with them. So it's communication is a key thing. Awesome. Anyone else like to share? Oh, this is George. I agree. It's communication. So I'm in the insurance business. So a lot of my uh, competitors, uh, they only work on the renewal. Uh, but there's, you know, you need to be more proactive and have communication throughout the, uh, the year with your clients. So you can build up those relationships and build up trust and be able to provide them with um, services outside, in my case, insurance, so that you're building more trust and that you'd be the two person, the person you want to go to when it comes to referring maybe things that are maybe outside of my realm, but I have BNI to refer them to other people and professionals that could help them. I think that builds a way called customer loyalty. And George, how do you how do you communicate that to your clients on an ongoing basis throughout the year? Well, one of the things uh, I, I do is that. I'm more concerned about their business and how I can help them. So I wanna know what their challenges are. So do they need training in a particular area? And then I have resources that can help them. It has nothing to do with me selling them more insurance. I just want them to be prosper and be more successful. So if they prosper and be more successful, and since I'm in the group health insurance business and they hire more people, then I will benefit from that but the main focus is making sure that my client is doing well. And so when, when they see that I'm, I'm caring about them as an organization, as a person, they're more likely to uh, help me refer business to me and retain and buy multiple products from me. Absolutely. And, and that's, you know, that's a great way that as business owners, we can add value to our relationships with the clients. Because, I mean, insurance can be a very transactional business, right? It's, I need this coverage. I, you know, here's the things I need. Here's the costs associated. Lots of people can provide those services. Um, but people don't buy on price. They actually buy on value. And so it's important to add value. Um, if you lose a deal because somebody found a lower price, just means they didn't find more value in what you were offering. Because in honestly, price um, um, price is only important in the absence of value. And if, if people bought on price only, if you think about it, you know, brands like Nike, Mercedes, Apple, Disney, these are all premium brands. They never discount their pricing. They are they are always the most expensive. Yet these companies have showed continual growth over the years because of the perceived or um, actual value that, that clients get from their products or services. So 
think about adding that value. You know, what, what things are you doing to add that value? Now, uh, anyone else like to share things they're doing in their business, actual activities to retain clients or employees? I'll share since I haven't yet. This is Mario with School of Mitchell. Um, we offer uh, an idea of which we call distinctive value, which is beyond just the core business. It's that maybe sending them an article, a link to an article that might have something to do with their specialty. And it's just along the lines of, I thought you might find this interesting so that we're always giving that additional value that's free, but it separates us from the competition. Awesome. Great, great. All right, so let's move along and ask the, my favorite question in the world, what if? What if we treated our BNI chapter like a business and our members like our best employees, what would that look like? What would you do different in your BNI chapter? Think about some of the things you do in your business. Are you doing them with your BNI chapter members? And if not, what would some of those things be that you would be that you should be doing, or that you see that opportunity? How about regular check-ins? How are you doing? What are you struggling with in your business today? Maybe I can help. Like, are we doing that with our chapter members? Well, sometimes that happens organically through our one-to-one -one meetings, but not always. Sometimes the one-to-one -one meetings aren't very intentional, aren't very structured, and maybe they become a little more social. And that's okay, that's part of building relationships. But we also need to ask some very intentional questions when we are meeting with our BNI chapter members. What can I do to help you? How can I help you? What's your biggest struggle today? And, and I don't like the how are things going question because we always say, fine, or things are good, right? But really ask, you know, maybe, maybe ask a question this way. If there was one thing I could help you with today, what would it be? Right? You got to get people to break that social mindset of everything's okay. I'm fine. Right? Everything's good. We got to break that paradigm. And we just got to ask that question like, no, I really want to know, is there something that you need help with? Right? Showing, showing people that we care. And we need to, we need to treat our chapter members just like our best clients or our best employees, because they should be your best referral source, right? That's the whole purpose is we're building this team and we want to maintain this team. We don't want to constantly bring in new team members and have to retrain them and have to build relationships, you know, from scratch again. So we get less turnover, right? So you don't have to retrain them. You don't have to start from scratch. You get to build on those existing relationships. So, you know, Joy talked about that earlier. Um, I think uh, George talked about part of this as well. It's, it's about maintaining what you built upon and not having to hit the reset button. Now, I want you to think about your business and how long does it take for you to develop a relationship to the point of people know you, like you, and trust you, and you've developed a reciprocal business relationship. 
Some of you, it might be a couple of months. Some of you, it might be a couple of years, right? If you're in a high trust profession, you know, a financial profession, a legal profession, um, even some, you know, insurance professions require a lot of personal information and data to be shared, right? Um, kind of, you have to be kind of vulnerable as a client when you're hiring some of these professionals. How likely are they to, to do that if they don't, if they only know, like, and trust you, right? And how long does it take to get to trust? And then again, you have to have the reciprocal business relationship. If people only, if you rely on people who only know, like, and trust you to get business, then you don't need BNI because you should be able to get all the business you need from your friends and family, right? Probably not, right? But why aren't your friends and family referring to you, right? Maybe you get the occasional do you know a, and you get that referral, but they don't refer to you because they don't think about you in that way. It's a different relationship. And so the reciprocal business relationship is key but you can't get to that point until they know, like, and trust you, right? So you have to build upon each different layer. Um, and we do that by doing some different things. So here's some recommendations that I have. These are some of my personal favorites. These are some things we do in the BNI founding region. So we are doing quarterly mentoring sessions. Now, with our new members, they're getting mentored in the first week. And we're covering some of the basics. What's your BNI profile look like? Your BNI Connect profile. Have you logged into BNI Connect? Right? Do you have a picture up? Do you have your website link up? Do you have some videos posted? Do you have your weekly presentation, your, your bio, your tops, your gains profile? These are all things that need to be filled out and it takes time. And a new member doesn't really know how to do that. So we would need to walk them through that and have them understand the why, why it's important. We then give them a second mentoring session, 45 to 60 days out. How's the profile looking? Great. Um, have you completed member success program yet? Right. Um, what are your struggles? How are things going? How can I help you? And then we do that 90 day check-in as well. So we want to, we want to make sure that we give them a lot of TLC in that first 90 days to get them started off on the right path. We have the Passport to Success. This is a great tool for them to make um, some connections around the chapter, right? Have some very specific one-to-ones and talk a little bit about, you know, how the chapter functions. What are the different roles in the chapter? Why do we have an education coordinator? You know, why do we have a, a membership committee? What do they do? Um, and then, I think this is a really important key is the seven month check-in from the leadership team, the membership committee. Somebody needs to check in with that member at seven months. So five months before the renewal's up and ask them this question. If your membership was up for renewal today, would you renew? And if it's a no, or I don't know, then we need to ask the question, what would it need to change for you to say yes? And now you've got an action plan. You've got something to talk about that we can actually work on to change that no or maybe to a yes. And then lastly, 
I think it's very important for every member in the chapter to meet with at least every member in the chapter once per quarter. Now, we always recommend at least one one-to-one -one meeting per week per member, right? But that may not enable you to, to meet with everyone. And you're going to meet more often with those people that are in your contact sphere to, to build those strategic relationships, right? Those deeper relationships. But at the very least, you need to have one one-to-one -one meeting with every person in your chapter per quarter at a minimum, because you have to have that, that check-in because you never know who somebody knows. And they don't know if they know the person you want to know until you ask them, do you know this person? Right? So you have to have that regular check-in. Are there some other things that you guys would like to share now that I've kind of got the wheels turning a little bit here on other things that we can do to make the people understand that we care and to affect retention? Are there some other best practices out there? Mike, I'll share one that our chapter does. Thank you, Joy. Sure. So we make a list um, of everybody who has missed the meeting and we check the vice president to make sure they aren't on medical leave or, and then we send them a follow-up text with an empty chair. We send a picture of an empty chair and we say, we really missed you today. Um, and it's been really great because if we get now, if people aren't coming because they don't like that text at 7.30 in the morning, uh, but letting people know that they are recognized when they don't come to our meetings. Absolutely. You know, it amazes me with, that I've, I've heard this story, I don't know how many times over and over again, um, a conversation that often occurs after somebody leaves. And, and, you know, we ask them, why did you leave? And a lot of times they say, because I didn't think anybody would notice that I wasn't there. Like that's heartbreaking, right? Because there's, there are absolutely people in the chapter that care about them, right? That they have some relationships with, but maybe they haven't expressed it. And that's the, that's the biggest loss is when people think nobody's going to notice that I'm not there. So yeah, we should be checking and calling, you know, checking in with those folks and see, is everything okay? We missed you. I love that empty chair graphic, Joy. Thank you for, for sharing that. It totally painted the the visual image for me. Anyone else have some things? I think something we could do, um, Mike, is um, throughout like each month when the Palms Report is being reviewed by the, the VP and membership committee to see if there's those that don't have much activity, maybe not one-to-ones, maybe they're, they're just missing a, a, a part of it is reaching out to those individuals to see, check in with them and say, what's going on? How can we help you? Um, why haven't, you know, whatever the case may be to encourage them so that they, you know, say, oh, I didn't know you noticed what I was or was not doing. And here's something that, you know, I've heard over the years, and I'm sure some of you others have heard too, but this is really shocking too. I, there actually has been a culture that has existed in some chapters. I'm sure it doesn't happen in your regions at all, ever, where you have that long tenured seasoned BNI member who tells the brand new member, yeah, uh, I'll have a one-to-one -one with you after you've been here for a year. I want to know that you're going to stick around, right? I know that doesn't happen anywhere, right? It's only happened when I've heard that happening, but yeah, I mean, like there, you don't know if what's going on. I hope that never on, happens. Right? Pardon? 
I said, I hope that would never happen. And I'm brand new. I'm only nine weeks in. I would be shocked. Um, and that would be horrible. Yeah, it would. But you know what, um, Alana, that's a great tool to look at. Look at the Palms report. Look at the one-to-one -one activities and call them up and just say, hey, it looks like, um, you know, you need to have some more one-to-ones. When can I get on your schedule? Right. And then you can ask that question, you know, how can I help you? What's going on? And really dig into it and then figure out where their struggle is because they may not realize that they're not doing enough activity to get the results that they desire. Right. Um, they may not realize that anybody cares, that it matters. Right. Because especially with new members, they don't understand the culture, they don't understand everything we're talking about. Right, so we have to we have to lead by example. I throw we something out. Say, hey, let's have a one to one. Looks like you're not having enough of them. I'm gonna throw something out there again. I I, I say this because I, I am the new guy in my chapter, and this may be something that happens everywhere, but it works for me as a new person. Is that our chapter uses WhatsApp, you know, to communicate throughout the week, and we're all in there in a group. So when I send something out to one person, it actually goes to everybody. So I feel like I know what everyone is thinking every single day. So it's not Mario out on the island until we get together next Tuesday. I know every day what everyone is thinking. And I think that just keeps us together pretty nicely. You know what? Great point, Mario. And whether it's WhatsApp, Slack, um, you know, whatever your favorite uh, platform is to maintain that weekly communication, I love seeing that activity. So we have, we use a lot of uh, Slack and GroupMe in our region and I'm on all of those. And so I love seeing that activity, you know, hey, you know, shout outs, hey, I'm looking for this person. I'm looking for this professional. Um, hey, I've got a referral coming your way. Like it just keeps us front of mind. And it's amazing how much activity it generates outside of the weekly meeting. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw one more thing out. So we just had a visitor's day um, and there was one particular person who was starting to gain momentum towards joining us and he will be, but I had booked a one-to-one -one with him before he was in our chapter. And then within our WhatsApp, we started talking about this particular person and everyone felt a, a role in getting this person over the line, so to speak. And Again, that app, that regular communication kind of let everyone have a role on the field, so to speak. And the guy's becoming a member. So that regular communication is, it worked out great for me. And again, as the new person, as I say, um, the superficial exposure that you get in chambers and other groups, it doesn't exist in B&I. Um, it's, it's very nice and very tight, which is why I like it. Well, you know, that's a great point, Mario. And the reason that it's different is because when you join BNI, it's intentional about building a reciprocal business relationship. Most other networking activities are just about meeting people, not necessarily building that reciprocal business relationship. And even if it was, those other organizations don't offer you the tools to do it in the most effective an efficient manner like BNI does, right? We have the best system in the world that does that for us. So yeah, keeping that community together. I love the talking about the new person that we'd like to get in the chapter. Because if you think about it and you have a one-to-one, -one, you can say, yeah, 
like they're like your name is blowing up our WhatsApp chat. Like like there's a lot of people who would love to see you join this chapter because we have we have referrals to pass, right? So knowing that they're the topic of a conversation that they're not even aware of, like wow, like that just adds value to the relationship so much. I, I love that. Any other things we'd like to share before I wrap this up? No? Okay. All right. Well, then I got a couple more this slides is, here. Uh, oh. Mike, this is George. I, yes, George. I just want to reiterate uh, what BNI does is that you're right. I mean, it's, I, we should belong to chambers and other organizations where we have networking opportunities, but the key advantage of BNI is that we have classes such as the uh, uh, Member Success Program that teaches us how to network. And network is different than selling. And that's very important. That's why when I try to have a one-to-one -one or any type of engagement in a networking meeting, I'm not selling the person. I want to get to sincerely know that person and that person's business. Absolutely. Great point. So to wrap up, right? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So reaching out, having those regular contact points, asking those questions about how can I help you? What's going on? If there was one thing I could help you with, what would it be? What's your biggest struggle today? Asking those kinds of questions will, you know, start the conversation that really lets people know how much you care. And then people don't leave bad jobs. They leave they leave because of bad bosses, poor management, poor leadership, um, who don't appreciate their value. So pouring into people, letting them know that you're here to help them, bringing that value, their the value add to their business, they could be value add to your business. That's creating the value conversation where price does not become an object, right? Because we have an abundance of value. So that's my presentation. Um, I'm open to any questions that we might have. Uh, Cease, how are we doing on time? We have 15 minutes left on our schedule and um, that might not be enough for you. Right? <laughs> Thanks, Mike. My pleasure. So are there any questions or, or further conversation points you guys would like to have? Anything about retention? It's, it's a passion of mine and I, I, I could talk about it all day. Mike, uh, Susan here. I was going to say what's really cool is the information on retention for your chapter. It's actually talking about for your business as well, right? For clients, for employees. So this is such a broad way to do it. Um, yeah, really, really useful in all facets. That's maybe even your maybe even your marriage. I mean, who knows? But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. One of the great things that I learned when I was a BNI member before I became a, a director was a, a lot of the skills that I learned, I obviously started applying in my business, right? And I'm going to tell you the super secret that I learned. And you talked about marriages, but let's talk about kids, right? Let's talk about daughters. I have three, okay? And when my daughters were in their teenage years, I pulled all my hair out, but I learned the most, uh, uh, the most effective life tool ever. When my daughters would come to me with a problem, with their, the drama, whatever it was, 
right? Instead of having to be the dad who had to fix everything, I learned to say, how can I help you with that? <laughs> All the drama went away <laughs> because they didn't know how to answer that. So yeah, we teach a lot of stuff in B&I that you can apply in your business, in your personal life, in your marriage, with your kids, right? Great stuff. What other, what other conversations do we want to have here? You go right ahead, sorry. Uh, uh, the last point that we you know, heard just now about how applicable these points are is something that I think we really want to make sure that the new members get that mindset. Sometimes the um, concern that they have as new members is, I don't have all this extra time to do this B&I stuff. And yet if we get them into the mindset that this isn't B&I stuff, this is stuff that's valuable for all your relationships, not just B&I, then they begin to see the value in making that a part of their system, making that a part of their plan all the time without it seeming like an extra burden. And I think that how they view that becomes so important as to how they feel about their time investment with us. Great point. And I think we might need to develop a new tagline in BNI. BNI, life hacks. Right? You're spot on, Ken. This this applies to any kind of relationship, right? Business, personal, what have you. So, Mike, that'll be the topic the next time you speak? <laughs> yeah. Well, B&I, life, life hacks, dot, Great. dot, dot. <laughs> so, uh, it's not that we ever get frustrated watching our, our team members, our children, our business associates, or any of that. Nobody mm -hmm. gets frustrated. But what is the one lesson in all of this that you wish that people could learn just a little faster? You have to show you care. You wow. have to find the way. You have to find the phrase. Um, we all have different ways of showing we care. Um, some people write really wonderful thank you notes, right? And those make a big difference, the little handwritten thank you note, or I'm thinking about you notes. Um, I'll tell you some of the, some of the most impactful ones were the ones that caught me completely off guard where somebody would say, Hey Mike, um, is everything okay? You look, you look like you have something heavy on your mind. Is there anything I can help you with? And they, they catch you off guard because most likely your body language, your facial expressions, your lack of engagement is telling them that you've got something heavy on your mind, right? But most people just brush it off or they don't even notice. But for somebody that you know to just stop and pull you aside and say, is everything okay? Is there anything you need help with? Look like you got something heavy on your mind. Those are the moments that are just like, whoa like that just that fills your heart when somebody does that right because they're pouring into you so find the way to show somebody you care and somebody that would not expect you to do it mm. 
right? Not somebody that you're already got a great relationship with. How about somebody that you don't have a great relationship with asking them that question? That's the, that would be my, my takeaway is figure out how you're gonna show people that you care. Thank you. That, that was really touching and um, so much the focus of what we do here, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I could be contrarian on that last topic. <laughs> since we have... I had um, a stalker dad ask me that once. And as a, a guy who I, I um, feel pretty self-sufficient, I don't need uh, someone asking me, um, you seem off today, because that's prying for me. I have more of that mindset of, if I have something to tell you, I'll tell you. But that's just me, so it really depends on the individual. I think we each have to figure out who we're talking to and what would work for that person. So there is that. Absolutely. And, and timing is everything in life, Mario, right? Like, like if there's a time where you're feeling defensive or you know, stalked, <laughs> maybe that wouldn't be a great approach, but there are times when I think everyone feels a little vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And if somebody catches you in that vulnerable moment and how can I help you? Like that, it could be life-changing. But yeah, if it's a stalker, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Don. What came to mind when you were describing this is the concept of if we have a best friend at work, we're much more likely to stay because that's someone that we've not only built that trust in, they've got our back, we enjoy working with them, we see the outcomes that we can create together. And in my head, if we can help members to appreciate and realize that there's people in the chapter who could be that person. And you're absolutely right. Take the time to invest and engage in those relationships and your best friend might be right around the corner or at that table. And you don't know it until you engage enough to show them you care and who you are and let them get a little under your skin to know who you are and that you can deepen that relationship. I, that's just one of the most powerful things for me is I've enjoyed the opportunity over the years to really get to know people that I had no idea the rough relationship would blossom as it did until you get a little vulnerable and you allow them to really be with you. Yeah, that is so true. And I've got a great quick story if we have a moment, Cease, to share about that. Um, when I joined my BNI chapter, remember, uh, as she's shared with you, it was a startup group. I went to the very first meeting, invited by a stranger. There was another general contractor at that meeting. And when the director got to the point that said, you know, like one person per profession, so you have to lock out your competition by submitting your app today, right? Him and I both looked at each other and it was like, game on, like, I'm getting this chapter, you're not. Turns out we both get in the chapter. Uh, we're both general contractors. Um, but the director was smart enough to figure out what I did and what he did were completely different types of work. He worked outside, nice. I worked inside. It took us about a year and a half to become friends because we were still very much competitive and we saw each other as competition. But once we became friends, he became a mentor for me. He had over 20 years more experience in construction than I did. 
took me under his wing, taught me a lot of things. And wow. oh, by the way, in our seven years of BNI membership together, forget the first two because we really weren't close, didn't know like you trust each other. So in about five years time, we passed over $750,000 of referrals between nice. the two of us. Nice. Yeah. So you never know where the relationship's going to be. He's one of my best friends today. We have a lot of um, a lot of things that we enjoy outside of business together, and we developed a great friendship. And that's all because we built that relationship on business, and then it blossomed outside of that. I have about five minutes left on on this schedule, and I'll tell you the truth, and that is, I actually have a little bit more than that, so we're not going to slam the room shut at twelve fifteen. <laughs> Anyone else like to share? Any questions? Uh, Mike, this is George. Yes. What is your retention rate with your chapters currently? Well, it's not very good, George, which is why this has become a passion of mine. Um, right now, we are at what I'm really focusing on in our region is our first year member retention. And as an organization, um, I think uh, in the U.S. we're at about 46 to 48% in our first year member retention. And when you think about that, it's a, like it's a scary, horrible number, right? Over half of our first year members were losing. Um, and the, I really want to focus on that first year member journey to get them to the mm -hmm. point that it's a no-brainer that they're going to renew in year two because I have seen the data and have had the experience that if a member gets to that second year, the, the likelihood of them staying for years three, four, and five and beyond go up exponentially. And some professions, it might take them till their second year till they get a meaningful referral. Mm -hmm. But once they get that meaningful referral, it's like, oh, that first year was well worth it. Like, I'll do that all over again to get that referral or to get the referrals I'm getting now. But we got to get them over, I hate to call it the hump, but it's really just getting them over that barrier of understanding how to use our system, how to get the value, how to build the strategic relationships to get the results that they want. Most people, and I think it's, I don't want to say it's a generational thing, but it's become so much more of an instant gratification society that people are looking for the get rich quick, right? I need to go in, hit it hard the first few months and see results. It might be true depending upon your profession, but it most likely isn't. And so they have to understand that building relationships, there, there are no shortcuts, right? It's, it's like the old, um, there, there is no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. <laughs> Same thing with relationships, right? There's no elevator to building the relationship. You have to do the work. You have to take the time. You have to put in the steps. And if we get people to understand that and then how, so give them the why first and then give them the how once they get to that second year, now we can really start seeing the ROI grow. Not only for ourselves, but for our members. So first year retention is my focus um, in my region. 
I want to get my first year retention to 70% um, within the next year. And then I want to get it to 80%. If I can get those numbers up, then we're golden. Mario. I have thought, yeah. So um, I'm still within my first year of, of a new franchise business that I've become a part of. But within my first six months, well, I knew about BNI, I didn't bother. And I think it was pride of, I know a million people already from my prior career. <laughs> I got this, I got this covered, right? Um, turns out that cold marketing is is still harder than a true relationship with every person inside your chapter. So in hindsight, for me, I could have saved myself five months. Let's just say my first two months, I'm still figuring out where the bathroom is kind of thing. Right. I could have saved myself four months easily if I had just gotten over that pride and decided I need to do BNI immediately. Even though I was told by the owners of the company who I, who I work for, BNI is great. You got to do BNI. I, my thick head said, I got this covered. Don't worry about it, right? I should have gotten past that in the beginning stages. So I think that's something that, you know, with Laura, we're, we're going off on this, you know, new membership, you know, training coming up. I would love to be able to say to someone who's just starting out, put your pride in your back pocket. I've been there. I made that mistake. Come and visit a chapter. You'll see there's a whole other world out there beyond who you think you already know in life. You know what, Mario? That's so true, and, and I' very familiar with your company. I've I've known a a, a member in Orange County uh, since I joined in 2010, who's really super successful uh, through BNI, um, and has built some great strategic relationships. But it's it's really important for people to understand that, yeah, you know a lot of people, and yeah, you want referrals, but do you have a time effective and efficient system? to get those referrals on a regular basis. And that's where I think people go, oh, no, not really. Like I'm, you know, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. But is it really gonna generate referrals or is it just marketing, right? So I think talking about BNI as a system, right? So we have over a hundred systems and processes to help our members develop referrals on a more effective and efficient basis. So I think that's a, an important point. Susan, you have your hand up. You in systems that were triggered it. How, and I'm so sorry if I missed this earlier, how are you actually tracking those one-to-ones? How do you do that? So we actually, um, we actually have some um, directors who are doing this first year member um, mentoring sessions, and we actually created a shared spreadsheet. So the new members get entered, all their data gets entered, their their induction date, um, when their first one should be done, when their second one should be done, when their third one should be done. And it's all tracked on a shared spreadsheet. And then I have a team that does the mentorings and they can go in and they can say, hey, I'm going to do this one. They put their name on. We know they're going to handle that member. And then we just update the spreadsheet and we have a notes field where we can put notes on there. So we know exactly what's going on. It doesn't have to be the same mentor from month, from session to session, because we have the notes in there. And we're using the old um, mentoring forms that B and I used to have. I've brought them back into our region from, I don't know, 2015, 2016. 
And we're actually filling out those forms that I made in PDF fillables. And we're posting those into the shared folder as well. So we can go back and see what was discussed on their previous mentoring session. Um, so it's very seamless. Nice. Thanks for joining us this week on BNI Podcast for Success. Make sure to visit our website, BNI for Success or BNI Podcast for Success.com, where you can subscribe to the show at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, so you'll never miss a show. Our networking success ask this week is that you tell a friend about BNI for Success.